Penn State Conversations is a podcast hosted by the Alumni Society Board's Young Alumni Council of the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. This monthly podcast will discuss key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this month's Penn State Conversation. All right, welcome everybody to this episode of Penn State Conversations. My name is Jessica Quinlan, and today we'll be tackling a very timely conversation on life after graduation. And I think we're hoping to shake it up a bit here today, starting with the introduction of my guest and really co-host, Mark Auker. Mark is a senior at Penn State in the Belisario College of Communications. He has specialized in client-based public relations with a focus in crisis communication and is the perfect guest for today's conversation as he's just days away from graduating himself. So welcome, Mark. Jess, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. I believe you are our first ever current student on the podcast. So, Oh, well, um, I'm honored. I'm honored. That's great. <laughs> no, so we, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, I am, just a little intro me, I'm what is mm-hmm. still considered to be a, a young alum. I graduated with my <laughs> PR degree back in 2010, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't make me feel so young anymore. That was 2018. <laughs> but, um, and while it still feels really recent to me, I know it's been a few years and I feel pretty adjusted to, to my life in the working world and everything that happened since I left Penn State and moved to New York City and kind of the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be fun to kick things off and do a little rapid fire Q&A, you and I, and kind of paint the picture of what each of our lives is currently like a little bit for our guests. How does that sound? That sounds great. Looking forward to it. Awesome. So, Mark, who do you communicate with most often in your daily life? Uh, Believe it or not, I actually talk to my friends from high school the most every day. Uh, We think it's really important to have a a group chat conversation once a day just to make sure we kind of keep touch with everybody. And another person that I talk to at least once a day is my mother. I'm I'm very close. I'm very close to my mom. She's a proud Penn State uh, alumna. And I talk to her at least once a day on the phone. It makes her feel better, makes me feel better. So that's really who I got going on in my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Oh, my mom's going to be so jealous and I wish I talked to her more and she definitely wishes I called her oh, well, today. Hey. Um, <laughs> but I think, for, <laughs> I think for me on the flip side is probably my coworkers <laughs> and mm-hmm. my boss. Makes <laughs> and then sense. Maybe, maybe coming in third, my fiance. Um, but no, that, that's, a great, that's a great little compare there. What do you spend the majority of your money on every month? Uh, to be perfectly honest, it's food. And it's not even because I have to. It's more of a social thing. Um, I love going out to eat with my friends, uh, sitting around the dinner table, just having really nice conversation. That's what's really fun for me. And in turn, I spend a bunch of money on that. And, no, um, that's fair. And, and, you know, going out to, uh, to coffee with people, too, uh, you know, just to catch up, kind of say hi. That, you know, you go to a gourmet coffee shop and you could spend like three bucks and 50 cents on a cup of coffee. Oh, and, Mark. And if Just you're, like, yeah, I, I know, I know. I've been, you're not the first person to tell me that. But Dreams. I, yeah, how about it? But yeah, um, I, I do that quite a bit. And when you have a caffeine habit like I have, that gets a little expensive. So yeah, it's definitely food and coffee. That's that's about it. 
Yeah, that's definitely my close second. My my mm-hmm. big first over overhead cost would definitely be my rent. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it definitely uh it definitely cuts the most out of my monthly budget there. Um ha- next question, how do you pay for your groceries at the store? Very curious. I'm old school. I'm just straight cash. Straight cash. Straight cash. I mean, uh, sometimes sometimes I'll use a debit card, but realistically, I I I don't know if I should say this, but I carry a bunch of cash on me at all times, just just in case, because I've had some problems with cards in the past. So when I go to the grocery store, people kind of look at me funny when I just pull out cash, especially because I like the uh, self-checkout a lot. Yeah. And that's definitely more tailored towards using uh, debit cards and stuff like that. But nope, I like cash. Yeah, we're de- we're definitely a credit card family. It's a big mm-hmm. day when I have cash in my wallet, which oh. <laughs> which which is Im- important. But no, definitely, I get in trouble when I use it for like a two dollar, you know, three your three dollar coffee. I would put it on my credit card probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you get to class or work every day? Uh, I take the catabus pretty much everywhere I go if I'm going downtown or on campus. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to have been given really long legs. So walking uh, from bus stop to bus stop really isn't that big of a deal. So I don't mind the public transportation and it definitely helps my wallet. I'm not spending a bunch of money on gas all the time. So uh, public transportation is definitely where it's at in State College. Oh, I could not agree more. We're, I'm a big fan. I have not had a car since college because I really oh, wow. love public transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. I ride, I ride three trains each way every day just because it's the quickest way to get where I'm going. So I, I'm with you. I, I love public transportation. Now, I don't always it, love the subway system, but right, I do love right. public transportation. Is it, um, is it quicker for you to take a train than it is to, like, if you were to drive a car to work? Oh, yes. Yeah? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah no. And, and, and parking in Manhattan is uh, very expensive. and, oh, and, and right. <laughs> yeah. It's very yeah. expensive feed. Yep. So got it, got it. Yeah, I made the mistake of dri- I made a mistake of driving to uh, Manhattan one time when I was going to see a Broadway show, and I will never do that again. <laughs> Amtrak <laughs> all the way. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, my my last quick question for you is: What do you do on a typical Friday night? Well, uh, it starts usually. I go out to dinner. Right around seven o'clock with uh, with my roommates or with some other people, uh, we go out, we eat and have a good time. I come back home, I turn on either my Xbox, my PlayStation, or my Nintendo Switch, and I spend a few hours playing video games, and then I go to sleep. <laughs> there you go. It we're is an exciting life up. indeed. <laughs> yeah, no. I was really hoping you were gonna like show me up and like tell me how much you got to rage on Friday nights. But no, but <laughs> ideal ideal Friday night here is that we um, we order in sushi and oh, we nice. sit on our couch and we watch television um, well, and then fall asleep because hey, we're usually so exhausted. Hey, I, no, I definitely understand that. Now, I, I do have a pretty important question for you. Was Wings Over Happy Valley a thing while you were a student here? It definitely was. Okay. Then, then it, I think you understand where I'm coming from, where if we don't go out to eat on a Friday night, that is definitely what we do. That's a solid option. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I like having food at my fingertips. I don't think I could live somewhere where it wasn't, wasn't a thing, but yeah. Couldn't no. agree more. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I'm with you. All right. So let us, we're going to let you keep asking your questions. So we're going to turn the table a little bit. And instead of me interviewing Mark, I'm going to let Mark interview me as there's no better way to understand exactly what's on 
his mind and that of our graduating seniors. So, so go for it. Wonderful. Well, uh, yeah, I just have a couple for you. And I guess I'll start with, um, you know, at Penn State, there's a lot of emphasis placed on networking. And I think you can agree that that's uh, justifiably so. Now, I guess my real question for you is how much emphasis do you think uh, should be placed on networking in your post-graduation life? I, I would say it's probably even more important. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it, it's probably one of the hardest things for me personally, but I would vow it, it's definitely the most important. Um, it's, it's really hard to put yourself out there. It, it's definitely an extra step, even in, in college, you know, to go out there and meet people because it's an above and beyond thing. It's not required of you. You just you have to really motivate yourself to go do it. But I've definitely mm-hmm. seen how often doors open for people who network well. Um, just, you know, whether it's everything from jobs to projects to collaborations to to different charity boards, like good things happen and good opportunities come to people who really develop a strong network. Um, mm-hmm. I would just say that, you know, Networking isn't just mixers and events. It it really is everything from the connection and relationships you build with your colleagues and clients, um, too. And that's really equally, if not more, important. So it's not don't always think of it as, you know, having to go out of your way to do it. It's you know, it's something about you representing yourself well, you building your strong group of contacts, and that'll just continue to serve you further down the road. Oh, great! That's great. Now. Uh... Kind of segueing from that, I, I'm concerned about the little job security that I hear about sometimes within the communications field. Uh, now, what positions within the field, though, do you think have the most opportunity for job stability and maybe even some job growth? Yeah, no, I, th- I, you know, I, I love that question, um, and I hope I have a good answer for it. But I think for me, in, in what I've seen recently, new media and challenging ourselves to find new ways to communicate, whether that's video or digital ads or even digital ads selling and buying, you know, that really is where it's at. And I think, think of it conceptually as you're about to enter a workforce Mm -hmm. with a people that just have this huge legacy of knowledge, but what they know isn't always what's the most current thing out there. And that's really where they rely on new candidates and new people entering the workforce. So I think the more you can learn about disruptive media and ways that you can bring that knowledge to the table, I think mm-hmm. that's huge. And that just makes you, you know, that much more irreplaceable. I'm not trying to downplay traditional forms of, of communications based jobs. I think when I think of the skills I tap into every day, it really is much of the traditional, it's, you know, being a strong writer, being a strong communicator, mm-hmm. really managing expectations and managing timelines. But in that, when we look for new candidates, we're looking for people that are going to bring something to the table that we do not yet have. So I think the more you can tap into that, um, the better. No, that's great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Now, even with a, the large list of connections that I've made, you know, through the networking that's really emphasized here, and with my upcoming degree that's coming in like less than a week, which is just crazy to me. But anyway, uh, I, I do kind of worry that breaking into the industry really soon is going to be an issue. Now, I'm going through a first round of interviews for placement in the PR industry. So what can I expect if this first round of interviews doesn't actually lead to a job offer? 
No, that's a great question too. I think I would really encourage you and, and all your fellow classmates here to be open to new possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, as graduating seniors, you know, don't be too, too picky. You know, obviously you want to be smart in making your choices and finding something that's a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, times are very different. When I graduated in 2010, you just wanted a job. <laughs> you were coming right, to a horrible right. market. You needed a job. Um, so I ended up in a job that wasn't where I wanted to be long term. Mm-hmm. But I ended up learning a lot from that job about things I liked, didn't like, skills that I was able to then cultivate and and help boost me into some di- different roles after that. Okay. Um, but now that there are so many choices out there, and like you said, you know, you're talking to a bunch of different companies, I am seeing that our candidates are coming in with a semi-surreal sense of entitlement um, mm-hmm. every now and then. We'll get a bunch of people in that, you know, will be interviewing us, which is great, but make sure when you're meeting these companies, you realize, you know, you are the new kid on the block, and you really do have so much to be learning from them and the, and the working world that's already out there before you. So just be conscious of that and kind of view each new opportunity, even if it's not the perfect one that you dreamt up since you were a child, you know, Mm -hmm. use that as a building block and, and kind of turn that into where you want to go next. That's great. Well, that certainly makes me feel a lot better. Uh, (laughs) Well, um, kind of segueing out of that, I definitely want to become an active member of Penn State's Alumni Association once I graduate here in a couple weeks. Now. In the professional world, how understanding do you think I can expect my uh, potential employers to be if I want to come back to Penn State for an alumni event, say, over a weekend or something like that? Yeah, I think, you know, every every job is entitled to to time off, to vacation. Obviously, starting out, it's usually less less so than further down your career. But I think, you know, that's a great conversation for you to express with your future employer you know, once you're really there about how, how passionate you are about the Alumni Association and how you really do want to continue to be a part of the university. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that conversation's a lot easier if you are talking to a Penn Stater or somebody who is equally passionate about their university. Right. But I think there's, there's always opportunities, whether you're going back on the weekends, obviously easier, but even during the week, if you, if you can kind of really describe your connection and what it means to you, the chances mm-hmm. are greater that that folks will support you in that endeavor and and explaining that, you know, it's not it's not an ongoing party. It's really about, you know, building the university for a more successful future. Have you ever had any experiences where you want to come back to the university, but work just kind of dictates that it just can't happen? Yeah, I think, you know, when I started working in sports, which really was my dream, you know, I was working for a hockey team that was playing September through May. Mm-hmm. And May, June, and I think football season, I was like so passionate about going back for football season. And I really had to beg, borrow and steal to get my weekend to just make it up once or twice. And I was so used to going up all the time. So it was something that I kind of right. had to compromise and, and I had to figure out ways to experience that with Penn Staters where I was, you know, whether that was going to a watch party or, or meeting new people and meeting friends in that way. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's more on you as the person as, and less as you figure, you know, figuring out your life and how you can sort it to to really do the things that you're looking to do. Oh, great. Great. Okay. Now, if I were to accept a job offer in a city that's really unfamiliar to me, 
What advice can you give me on uh, quickly becoming more familiar and more comfortable with that town? I think this, probably my advice here would be the same advice I would offer to somebody actually at Penn State now, which is, you know, go out and meet people. Mm -hmm. Even after college, there are organizations, there are philanthropy groups, there are business networks, um, sports leagues. You know, your club sports don't end. They actually go all the way into adulthood. (laughs) Oh, Um, cool. And I definitely played my fair share of sports post-college that I was not qualified for just because I wanted (laughs) to meet people and I knew Uh that's how how people met people so um so yeah just finding things you know it helps if you can find something that interests you because you'll find people that share that interest as well um and obviously Penn State has a lot of local alumni associations that are really great in helping you Mm -hmm. network with other Penn Staters in your community and just making friends um and then my other one I would offer as a side especially to somebody who's always lived in a city is you know go out and walk I used Mm -hmm. to do more or less laps around Manhattan. Actually, one summer I refused to take public transportation. I walked everywhere. And it was more out of a need to just understand where I lived and see all the cool things that were out there. Mm Because a lot of times we pop in cars and we we pop on trains and we miss kind of the the beauty of the community that we're living in. Wow, that's really cool. What's your your favorite landmark in Manhattan? Ooh, my favorite landmark. (laughs) um sorry to put you on the spot but no that's i'm just curious i'm a big i'm a big central park fan um there's so much good stuff in central park belvedere castle um just it's so so much natural beauty i also and this Mm -hmm. is not in manhattan um i will vow this is actually in new jersey but i love the statue of liberty oh yeah i'm a big fan of her very cool yeah she's a nice lady yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, to uh, to wrap up questions from me now, in terms of your title and your location where you're living, are you where you thought you'd be at this time when you were graduating from Penn State? I guess, you know I guess so. I, I guess I'm where I I want to be. I think the journey has been long, mm-hmm. um, and it's had a lot of ups and downs. But I think just continuing to you know. Go, you know, go out and, and work every day and make some choices, take some risks and be both thoughtful and patient, I think mm-hmm. equally have kind of helped me get to a place where I'm comfortable and, and I'm doing something that I enjoy doing. Um, so I'm definitely not disappointed how it's worked out thus far. Wonderful. Well, Jess, thank you for answering my questions. That's all I got for you. <laughs> all right. Well, I have a few I have a few final ones for you. What do you think will be your most challenging adjustment post-graduation? Well, this is actually something I think about quite a lot. Uh I take really really great pride in considering myself as a student and being able to call myself a student. I mean, I've been a student basically my entire life ever since I was a little kid all the way up. I didn't take a break um between high school and college or anything. So getting out of that mindset of being a student and being a student at such a renowned university as Penn State, um, it's, that's definitely going to be the hardest thing for me to get over and for me to overcome. Well, I think I have some good news for you there. Um, I, I think you're always a student. I think thoughtful people, people who pursue education and pursue interests are, mm-hmm. are definitely, maybe not in the traditional sense that you're meaning it in, but if I think back post-college, you know, the amount of like online courses 
that are available to you, whether it's studying hobbies or interests. You know, I definitely went down a path for photography for a while. I'm mm-hmm. currently enrolled in some dance lessons that I think are really the highlight of my year, probably. Oh, cool. um, I think there's, you know, there's always different ways. And that's also a great way to, to meet people by going out after work and just learning something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, your student journey, you, you will be a, a learner your entire life. I, I have a feeling so. It's not over yet. <laughs> well, good. That makes me feel a lot better. And I do. I love to learn, which is why I really like saying that I'm a student, especially at a place like Penn State where learning is paramount and it's great. And I think even you'll find in PR, you know, through different networking groups, conferences, you know, there are always going to be industry ways for you to further your knowledge. And, and that's a really great, you know, continuing education opportunity as well. Wonderful. Uh, what... I would say similar to what you asked me, but what kind of goals do you have for yourself and say the first eight years, let's call it post-graduation? Well, I think the most glaring one is to start my career, you know, to, to actually break into the PR industry and uh, get my feet wet in terms of uh, experience outside of internship experience. Uh, I'd really like to go and get my master's degree. I don't necessarily know what in yet but i would definitely like to go back to school so that i can you know call myself a student again and i can learn a new skill Uh, a personal thing that i really want to do is create a blog that has a pretty wide audience now it i i think i want to focus it specifically on um cinema and old films old classic films I, i i love film and i love talking about film so i think if i could write about it i could one keep my writing skills very sharp and two just do something that i like to do as a side hustle so i think that's uh, definitely something i'd like to get off the ground and last but not least i i want to save enough money through my working career to uh, own some property and build my own house that's been a dream of mine since i was a kid and i think that'd be a nice culmination of everything leading up to eight years of work. You have your work cut out for you, my friend. Those are some really great goals. No. <laughs> well, th- thank you. But yeah, I, you're, you're right. There's the, uh, the road will be rough. <laughs> no, th- those are some great ones. All right. And one final question. So mm-hmm. for the current students listening, is there anything you would go back and do differently during your time at Penn State or anything you would encourage others to do differently? or just different than you've already done? Sure, I have a a few things here. So number one, I would definitely become more involved in activities on campus that show you more of the campus. Uh, With the stuff that I've been involved in at Penn State, it's kind of been more located on the west side of campus. And I haven't really deviated away from that other than going to like basketball games and football games and stuff like that. So the center of campus, other than Pollock Testing Center, is still kind of foreign to me. <laughs> so uh, maybe something like Line Ambassadors or, you know, just something that kind of meets in the, in the center of campus, I think would be advantageous for people to really get acclimated to this huge campus. Uh, number two, go to every single career and involvement fair that you can go to. Uh, I've gone to a few of them. I've met some really great people and some good opportunities have come from it, 
But if I had gone to every single one, there's just more people I could meet. There's more experiences I could have. Maybe some more opportunities would pop up. So I would definitely say go to every single one that you possibly can. I would start building your personal brand on social media before your last semester of your senior year. <laughs> uh, I, I realized last semester, after taking a hard look at my social media before I started applying to jobs, that I haven't really promoted my brand per se. Like I've, uh, I've, I've, I've been the, uh, I've received a couple scholarships. I've, uh, received a university wide award and stuff like that. And I didn't really post anything about that. And I think that that might help me build my brand of studious involved stuff like that. So I also took a class with, uh, Dean Harden around building your personal brand. And she really pointed out the advantages of having your personal band, uh, brand be promoted on social media. So I would say as what soon cool as you can, yeah, it, it was a great class. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> it, it was, um, it was definitely a worthwhile class. It's a one credit special topics class, Calm 197. I, I recommend it fully. Uh, so building your personal brand from your freshman year, your very first semester is paramount. And one one more thing, it's not something that I do differently because I think I've done a pretty good job of it, but I think it's really, really important. Uh, students foster good relationships with your professors. Uh, the first day of class, go up to them, shake their hand, let them know your name, and let them know that you're actually interested in taking the class. That is going to go a very long way. Uh, some of the best relationships that I've made at Penn State have been with my former instructors. and. I know I'm going to take those relationships with me even as I move on from Penn State. So good relationships with your instructors, build your brand, go to career and involvement fairs, and just get involved, see more stuff on campus. That's great. I love that. Um, and what a, what a great com culmination of this podcast. I, too, loved a lot of my communications professors, and I still talk to them to this day. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a great way to stay connected to the campus the university and the students even after you leave so definitely a great piece of advice well friends to everybody graduating good luck as you enter the real world keep coming <laughs> back keep listening uh keep letting us know what you think and what we can do to continue to help you as you enter the workforce and become a young alum and and join our group so wishing you all the best mark thanks so much for joining me Jess, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And most importantly, congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very surreal, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, keep me posted and let me know what you do when you get out there. Absolutely. Will do. Thank you so much. All right. All the best, everyone. Thanks so much. Penn State Conversations are presented by the Young Alumni Council of the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications Alumni Society Board. The Alumni Society Board aims to help elevate the stature of the college through dialogue with faculty, students, the dean, and associate deans. And the Young Alumni Council aims to foster a strong connection between young alumni and the college to inspire lifelong support and involvement. For more information or to learn how you can get involved, please visit belisario.psu.edu slash alumni. <laughs>